When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Orlando City v Atlanta United in the Open Cup semi-final. Oh, well, because you famously don't care about the US Open Cup, let's celebrate something else. It's episode 50 of the MLS UK Show. Yes! This is the MLS UK Show. Yes, welcome along to episode 50 of the MLS UK show. My name is Elliot Holman. And for the 50th time, I'm Henry Hewitt. Here's what we've got for you today. So, so much to get through. I think the top billing has to be a very, very special guest. Yes, can't wait for this. Also, we've got our first ever fan versus fan. Yeah, we're celebrating the LA Derby. And of course, we'll have a big catch up on everything you might have missed. And... Elliot, if that's not enough, I've gone through all our episodes and I've actually got the table of where we're up to in the Predictions League. No, I'm not having that. Seriously? You're winding me up now. I know who's winning. He's on the sheet here. But I'm not going to tell you till the end. Let's start as we always do. Yes. Go on. It's the game with the changing name. Yeah, you got it right, but you had to look down at your sheet. <laughs> uh, thanks to Charlotte who sent this in this week. Um, I... I'm going to do it. You've not seen this one, have you? No. Uh, even though you can see our DMs. So I am a bit suspicious. You may have seen it, but okay, I'll trust you. I haven't seen this. All right. Uh, well, this player started his career at Chelsea. Um, he then moved to Hamburg and then he played for Nottingham Forest. And now he plays. Know it already. New no. England Revolution. Maybe. Yes! Smashed it! That's, the best, that's my best performance on this game ever. Well, what's the point in doing it now? You just give it away. I'm not going to... Right. Chelsea, Hamburg, Forest, and then uh, AMLS team. Oh, were you not going to say? <laughs> I wasn't going to say. <laughs> uh, he was also on loan at QPR and Wolves. So um, uh, we normally say screenshot where you're up to in the podcast and send it us with your guess, if you know where it is. I think it's going to well, be a new my, record. There's my screenshot. There's my there's my guess. Wait a minute, hold hold it right there. What, one, less than two minutes. One second, one second. Ready? Yeah. Right. Michael. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> well, you don't need it, but good luck. His middle name is Ian. <laughs> there's another fact for you. Brilliant. Uh, so so excited. Episode fifty. We've got such a busy show. How have we today. got here? Uh, you know what? We worked out before, right? We've done uh, this means now we've done over fifty hours of content. So if you've listened to every episode, if you've listened to an hour, if you listen to a minute, thank you. It's bad it's... enough recording it, let alone listening to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had to listen back to it to, for the predictions league, and that was an effort. Um, so thank you. Uh, 
yeah, I'm so excited. We also we have, well, we've technically done 51 hours worth of content. Oh yeah, we did the an, lost tapes. <laughs> we did an episode once that, that never went out. So maybe we'll find that one day. We'll uh, we'll air it as a little uh, little insight into the MLS UK show world for episode 50. Yeah, how how lax we can be sometimes. <laughs> uh, so today, we just before we look back at what happened last week, which you've chose seven matches that you're going to review. Yeah. We need to say, very excited. We've got a very special guest coming up later on. We've got a few guests actually today, but mm. this one's very special. Uh, Orlando City goalkeeper Adam Grimwis is on the show. And you, you're smiling now like you were so happy when we spoke to him. Get in. Mm. That penalty shootout, man. Get yeah. in. Uh, yeah, to be fair, even as an Atlanta fan, I'm looking forward to, to facing you in the semis. I always say every time we play play each other, it's going to be the time where you beat us and, you know, you're going to save it for something special. So mm. if we do predictions for it at some point, I, I will stick with my Orlando. <laughs> saying Orlando, I'm going to beat Atlanta just to cover myself. Uh, but Adam will be on the show later on. We actually spoke to him. Uh, he was in Portland for the Portland-Orlando game. So we get to chat to him about what it's like traveling, that penalty shootout and some other stuff as well. So it's a really good chat, actually. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. I'll rein in my fangirling. Right. Okay. So, because we haven't had a podcast in a little while, I feel like we just need to just need to catch up a little bit. So, just to give you the lowdown, LAFC still absolutely smashing it. They're ten points clear of Philadelphia. If you're looking at the uh, overall conference standings, ten points clear of Philly in second, who are obviously top of the East. Um, the East is much tighter. So the West. Are almost running away with it. You've got LAFC who are just dominating. Mm. Um, the East is much, much tighter. Um, in the West, LAFC are 11 points clear of Sounders in second. Have they have they won this already? You've got to fancy it, yeah. Um, they just, they've been dominant. Apart from, uh, you know, a few random defeats, <laughs> Colorado Rapids coming to mind. This is what I worry about. So they could finish top of the West, mm. right? And we all know that that's, that's good, but no one cares as much about who's winning that as who wins MLS Cup. With these random results they've had, Colorado Rapids, for example, it feels like if you can keep yourself in the game against LAFC, easier said than done, I know, if you can keep yourself in the game, you can maybe nick it on a counter-attack. I know it's it's not that simple, but Colorado have made it seem that simple. Um, do you not worry for them a little bit in the playoffs that on a one-off game it could all just be over? Well, we kind of said this about Atlanta last season where uh, the sign of a good team, the teams that win leagues and win conferences or whatever, are the sides that can grind out victories from nowhere. Toronto, a few seasons ago, comes to mind. Mm. If the chips are down, they'll they'll still manage to get something out of the game. You could argue that have LAFC done that enough this season? Possibly not. But at the same time, they're winning the games 4 or 5 nil. <laughs> so, you know, they, it's like Atlanta last season where we asked that question and when it came to it, they, they did manage to do it. But um, no, I think for me, it's LAFCs to lose. I, I, to be fair, I don't really know who else would go up against them. DC, there's rumours um, about Assad coming back. So mm. I think if he came back, maybe that's the side that could push LAFC if they get to the MLS Cup final. But other than that, unless LA Galaxy put their ideas up um, Seattle have got a, a case maybe but it's just LAFC's to lose okay um, there's been some pretty shocking results <laughs> in the last couple of weeks um, first of all I should mention last night Atlanta 5 Houston 0 
Yeah, it's nice for Atlanta to get the goal difference back up after uh, what happened away at Chicago. Chicago, yeah. yeah. Um, so Atlanta strugg- supposedly struggling. We talked about this um, off air. Me and you had a little conversation about this because bit of a crisis at left back for Atlanta with Breck Shea now out for the rest of the season. He's on the season-ending injury list, which means... Is that much of a crisis, though? Well, it is, it is, though, isn't it? Because Parkhurst has been kind of forced to be playing left back. He's not a natural left back. No. He's certainly not attacking left back because he's not got the pace. Um, so he was kind of rotating with Shea because Shea had been sort of on and off. Um, and now Parkhurst is kind of was being used at right back and centre back. And so it was going to be Ambrose that came in, but he's got a knock. And so he kind of felt like the team was a little light in that position, as they already have been most of the season. And I was a bit worried. I was worried that Houston, was. Houston with their wingers. I was yeah. thinking they're going to get torn apart here. Um, yep, they uh, won five nil. So I'll just uh, learn to shut my mouth. Yeah, I mean to be fair, I was a bit more optimistic than you. However, when Elise got sent off, I thought it's killed the game for yeah. Houston. That this is Atlanta's. He scored two goals in quick succession. And Martinez got his two goals, and he, yeah, it was dominant in the end. But uh, no, I get your point, and I think on that left hand side was a particular week for Atlanta, but. It was the left-hand side where Elise got uh, sent off, yeah. so that, that helped him out a lot. Um, in California, in the West, San Jose beat their rivals at LA Galaxy 3-1. Almeida still getting them rocking. Yeah, twice in the last few weeks. Um, not good for LA Galaxy going into uh, the LAFC derby as well, but uh, San Jose just they continues just to, to just go about the business, don't they? Like At the start of the season, we've mentioned it. Obviously, we, we both, but mainly yourself, just to pass the book a bit, uh, was very, um, you know, weren't very pleased with San Jose, was wondering what was going on. But, uh, yeah, recent weeks, and, and it didn't surprise me that the, especially the home game, it didn't surprise me that they beat LA Galaxy, but the away game, it surprised me really how dominant they were. Yeah, I I, I think they're really starting to click. Um, like I say, it, it, my criticism was they didn't strengthen, you know, they brought Almeida in but didn't strengthen, and he's got that team that, massively underperformed last year but um maybe that roster was was stronger than we than we realized um another derby toronto beat montreal 2-0 big result this huge result for toronto um they then followed it up against the red bulls mm. two big results and are, are they gonna make the charge are they the team to make the charge up the table at the uh, second half of the season i think when you look at the players they've they've got back the likes of uh, Altador, uh, Moore's kind of been in and out at, at centre back. They've they feel like they're kind of getting back. Been, there's been a lot of injuries, especially in defence. Um, so they're looking a lot more solid, which is good. And obviously the win over Montreal. If you're going to have your season galvanised by anything, it's yeah. going to be that. Yeah, MLS uh, Soccer dot com even did a, a video, didn't he, about the rivalry? And he did like. It is a big, big rivalry. Mm. If you get a chance to watch it, if it's on their YouTube channel, the MLS one, so watch it. But yeah, this is what a win for them. And uh, it just, they're ticking at the moment. Altidore scored then, scored a a cheeky finish against the Red Bulls as well. Back heel, he's back in the the swing of things after the Gold Cup. So it's a good time for TFC. There was a couple of games as well, uh, 4-0 victories. First of all, big one for me, RSL winning 4-0. At Philadelphia, Philly, of course, top of the East. Mm. This may be outlining the West's dominance this year. RSL four nil over Philly, who have had a little bit of a wobble in the last couple of weeks. The break has really not helped Philadelphia, which we kind of felt that their run would end at the break. 
it has done. He, of course, they got the the win against Orlando, which we all expected. But um, <laughs> but since then, haven't haven't won. Uh, Real Salt Lake. I mean, first of all, shout out to Albert Rusnak. It oh, was his uh, your mate. It was his uh, birthday last week. We was sh- it? We share a birthday. Uh, thanks for all the messages I got. By the way, it's very nice people sending them. I got more messages on Twitter from people listening to the show than I did of actual friends. <laughs> to be fair, though, I started that off. I got everyone interested. You did a nice one, yeah. I was out, uh, it was Sunday, my birthday, so Saturday night I was out, having a few drinks, you know how it is, and get a lovely message off Elliot. I even had to message you going, mate, I'll respond to that tomorrow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to respond to it just yet. But um, yeah, RSL, great win for them. Uh, but it's like for RSL fans, you know, we spoke to an RSL fan, uh, some RSL fan, as he's known on Twitter a few weeks ago, and it's just a frustration of they can pull these results out the bag and then they'll go and get stuffed the next week. It's just they're so inconsistent. Yeah. Um, another 4 0 win was uh, New England Revolution. 4 0 over Vancouver Whitecaps. So this is the East having its um, having its say here. 4 um, 0 at home against Vancouver. And Bao, what a goal on his debut. The corner comes in. He's waiting on the edge of the box, catches it on the volley outside of the foot. It curls away from the keeper. What a finish. New England Revolution, though, along with uh, the Rapids, along with FC Cincinnati and San Jose, who uh, started the first part of the season, we were very critical at. Mm. FC Cincinnati, okay, I've picked up a bit, but they're still bottom. New England Revolution, now two points off the playoffs. The Bruce Arena coming in, he's, he's changed them. He's brought something else to the team. Yes. Yeah. He's paying off. Um, the, the upturn since Arena arrived. I'll be honest, it surprised me a little. Um, all I know of Arena in, in my sort of MLS uh, experience is obviously the, the national team experience mm. and didn't end well. Um, but certainly, certainly he's getting the best out of a very average roster and, and has clearly added very well with that, uh, with that signing. Um, finally, I don't want to alarm you, FC Cincinnati have won two games back-to-back. I'm glad you said this because I, saw, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I've been reading about it and be like, "Yeah, well done, guys. You've had me on there." So I'm glad you've brought it up because I could I couldn't believe it, especially the last result away from home. Um, I think I called them to beat Houston in the last episode, but yeah, the uh, the away win at the weekend is like they've just it's clicked again. But this is the thing they've not even they've not got a head coach. So no. how long is this? How long is it going to last? until the players start thinking, well, we need a bit of stability here. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen going forward. They've got a game tonight. Can they make it three wins in a row? Can they move above Columbus? Could Columbus be bottom? Mm. We're recording this, obviously, on Thursday. I don't see them beating DC, but good luck to them. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. So, the US Open Cup... Yeah, you're excited about this all of a sudden, aren't you? Uh, I've never been in doubt, mate. US Open Cup, massive competition, um, really important. Pro- I'd probably put it above the MLS Cup, just maybe. Uh, listen, if you if you want to listen back, listen to the start, the very start of episode 14, and that is where we get the quotes of Elliot going, oh, US Open Cup is a waste of time and all that. Suddenly now, because Orlando find themselves in the semi-finals, he's interested me, who's always been a fan of it, supporting Atlanta. Mate, me and Lamar Hunt, we're like that. <laughs> um, the problem is now what's going to happen is 
US Open fan over here is going to get uh, his his team is going to get beat by your team, and you're suddenly are oh I love US Open Cup, it's great. It's a very good competition, right? Atlanta United beat St Louis FC two 0 Yep. Uh, Orlando City beat NYCFC on penalties again. I think it's not. To be fair, as an Atlanta fan, I will admit this: it's not really fair because Atlanta quite clearly have had the easier yeah. route to the final. So, uh, you know, it really isn't fair. To the semi-final. <laughs> yeah. uh, Minnesota United uh, beat New Mexico United 6-1. Uh, and Portland, I think was the shock result, beating LAFC 1-0. So uh, the semi-finals look like this. Orlando City versus Atlanta United. And Minnesota United versus Portland. Minnesota v Portland will be a really good game, to be honest. Um, I, can't, I, I don't know who's going to win out of that because Minnesota... At home, a very mm. impressive Portland, as we saw against LAFC, can just pull a result out of anywhere. So that'd be a great game. Obviously, with me being an Atlanta fan and you being an Orlando fan, we're going to concentrate on that game. Everyone messaged us, didn't they? Going, oh, it's set up a proper MLS UK show derby. <laughs> and this is going to be the biggest game between the two sides easily because neither of them have ever got this far. No, exactly. And uh, Atlanta have not lost to Orlando, so it's a big opportunity for Orlando to really, <laughs> really put the, the <laughs> you know, really make a statement. So, rather than us talk about the match uh, against New York City, which was a great match, very entertaining, Orlando won on penalties, we thought we'd uh, get on the phone, uh, Adam Grimwis, who was the goalkeeper for Orlando, and uh, suddenly a big hero of yours now. Any Orlando City player is a hero of mine. However, Adam Grimwis gave me that moment. I think it's it's a big moment when I look back at all of the games I've watched for, for Orlando, the, the the penalty save, the moment we get through to that semi-final, further than we've ever got before, it's special. It's really special. So I was so happy that uh, Adam agreed to, to come on the show and chat to us because he's a hero. He's an instant hero. Uh, so Adam was in Portland getting ready for the midweek game against, uh, obviously against Portland. No. Uh, so we really appreciate that he, he took time out to chat to us. We wanted to chat about the New York City game, the penalty shootout, and because if you saw that, he made the save and didn't really make a reaction. Hmm. Did he know that he'd actually won the game for Orlando? Let's find out now. The MLS UK Show. Welcome to the MLS UK Show. Joining us now on the line is Orlando City goalkeeper Adam Grimwis. How are you, Adam? I'm doing really well, guys. Thanks for having me on. Not a problem. So, uh, just a bit of context with the show. Um, we need to be honest with you because I've got a man here who's extremely excited to speak to you. Elliot is an Orlando fan, a big Orlando fan. I'm an Atlanta fan, so I might just leave you two to it. Ah, uh, that's fair. Okay, well, at least I know who I can speak honestly with. Yeah, you're, you're in a safe space with me, Adam. You're safe with me, mate. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, well, I mean, first of all, I know Elliot will say his own congratulations in a moment, but as as an Atlanta fan, you're playing my team in the sem- semi-finals. Congratulations on uh, beating New York City, and, and you were man of the match as well with the penalty saves. Just t- talk us through the whole experience of the night um, for you. Uh, well, I'll start off with saying the Open Cup is just such a special experience for any player. Uh, I played in it as an amateur um, growing up, and then now to be a part of it at the you know top flight of North American football has been really special. Um, so to just be getting these games and, and to be playing in this tournament has been awesome. But the other night was 
was unbelievable. It was surreal, really, just uh, the whole experience. Um, I, I still kind of look back at it like it was a dream because it was just such a special moment for me in my career. And, and to move on in this tournament and get to the semifinals, uh, first time in club history, was just such a, such a great night. Adam, you say it is a part of history. Orlando reached reached the semis. Um, I don't mind admitting to you that because it's such a short history, and you know, I feel like I have been there from 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 this on this MLS journey uh, with Orlando. I don't mind admitting that it kind of brought a bit of a tear to my eye because it just felt like a massive moment. <laughs> that brings yeah, that brings me a lot of joy to hear that. Honestly, every time fans have come up to me since the game and expressed how much it meant to them, I think. I mean, you can understand as a player how much it means to me just to be able to perform at that level and, and help the team and the club achieve something special. But to have fans really have it resonate with them, that means it just carries that much more weight for me. And as as players, um, we know um, we know what a, what an impact the wall can have at, at Orlando City Stadium. I think even fans of other teams, Henry, for example, <laughs> I'm going to bring you in here. You you know how amazing that wall is and how much it must lift you as a player. But to see the uh, the way that obviously New York City chose the opposite end to the wall, they thought they knew what they were doing, um, and to see the fans literally sprinting around the stadium to get into that other stand as players, you must. I know I'm biased, but you must just kind of be like, this club, this club is just amazing. <laughs> it it is. It's moments like that where you really have to take a step back and 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 count your blessings and just recognize how lucky we are to play for such a a fantastic club that has unbelievable fan support. So it was, it was a special moment, you know, you're on the field and you're locked into that moment, just trying to do what you can, you know, football wise, but then you do recognize what's going on on the, on the outside and you have to take it in and just be like, this is a special moment and I want to perform at the highest level to, to make them proud. And thankfully we were able to do that. Um, now, Adam, what I want to know, me and Elliot have been having a bit of a, an argument over this about the penalty shootout. We wanted to know when you saved the last <laughs> penalty, were you actually aware that you'd won the game? Because you were so calm. We thought, oh, he thinks there's another penalty. <laughs> yeah, yet. he's playing it so cool. <laughs> um, this will be probably the first time I've gone on record in saying I had absolutely no idea that the penalty <laughs> shootout was over. <laughs> I will, I, will, I will tell you guys, I was so locked into that moment. All I was thinking was, I just need to save the next penalty. I just need to save the next penalty. So every time one of our shooters went up, I, it didn't matter what happened. You know, if we, if we made it, if we missed it, I felt the exact same way. It was, okay, there's no pressure on me, but I'm going to save the next penalty. So every time I stepped up, it was, even if I saved it, I mean, I saved the first one, and then the next one I got hands to, and I was just frustrated I didn't get that one. So penalty after penalty i just kept thinking about the next one so after that last one it, i made the same and i i was thinking okay all right now we got a chance and then i see everyone running up to me and i'm like all right this is it because it cut to you the camera cut to you and I, I thought you were just doing that thing that keepers do do you know when what i don't yeah. know what it is like players strikers score and they celebrate goalkeepers save stuff and just get angry i don't know what it is you just <laughs> you guys just get angry and i was just like oh he's just playing it cool like what a legend and then slowly your face kind of you could see the realization in, in what happened is a magical moment and i love that you had no idea what was going on <laughs> no i had no clue but that was just pure pure raw emotion when i finally recognized and saw the guys running at me the lights kind of went dim and everyone was cheering and 
it hit me and then the camera splashed in my face and that was my, probably the most genuine smile i've ever had in my life <laughs> <laughs> you say you say it hit you but i think you also had like what 15 20 players hit you as well and <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was unbelievable as well i think i think dom dwyer was the first one to tackle me because he was so thankful i bailed him out <laughs> yeah he, he owes you dinner right this pen. he does he does so after that once i was at the bottom of the pile honestly it felt like a dream um <laughs> i'll be i'll be the first to say that was the most special moment in my in my football career i i don't think i've had any moments more special than that um so to to be at the bottom of that pile with you know a group of guys who i genuinely care about we have such a special team this year uh, i love working with them every day so to have them really celebrating me in that moment when it was a team effort i mean the penalties our guys had were fantastic we had some really quality penalties so um it was just a cool moment i appreciated all the love they were giving me you mentioned that it's a it's a special group of guys i think we can we can see that from from the outside there's such a a vast improvement on on last year um i know you you kind of got a couple of games towards the end of uh, end of last season um james james was obviously more than happy to to have you there in in the sticks but this this season just seems so different can you can you put a finger on what's changed? Is it a lot of different factors? It, it is. It is a lot of different factors. I mean, last year was my first year in MLS, and it was my first MLS locker room. It was the first time I was dealing with guys making you know, good money, a uh, bit of ego. Not, not in a bad way, but just you know, different personalities, different cultures. So it's difficult to have a locker room that's really cohesive because it's naturally you find your clicks. Um, so this, and, and it seemed normal last year to be honest, but then coming into this year, um, it's been really harped upon that we are one group. We are, you know, 28, 30 guys, whatever. And we're all together. Uh, we're all in this together. So it has been different in that regard where I don't feel like it's as clicky. I feel like we all genuinely get on with each other very well. Um, and, and the off-the-field stuff translates onto the field. Like, genuinely caring about the guy that you sit next to in the locker room, um, besides for what he can bring you on the pitch, really carries weight when you do have to go to battle with each other and, and pump out 90 minutes and really um, grind out a result. So I think that's what's really carried weight is when you look to your left and your right, you're like, I genuinely care about that guy um, for who he is and, and what we can do together. Um, let me bring out the best in him and he'll bring out the best in me. And I think that's a credit to James and what he's tried to build and a credit to the personality of the guys that we have and the selflessness uh, of the guys that we have. Yeah, I, I want to kind of roll with that a little bit because you guys, we should explain, you're in Portland right now, ready to, to take on the Timbers. Um, so I, I want to talk travel. Obviously, you guys spend a lot of time together. Um, we don't get to know very much about it we know that you guys traveled yesterday and obviously the club post a few mm. pictures and um that's kind of our only way of seeing things like we know uh Jow has traveled you know he's had his quad injury and we know he's traveled because yeah. he's in these pictures and we kind of just have to piece things together um tell us what happens on a on a road trip from you guys you know meeting up going to the airport you know if you're there for a couple of days like you are in portland what what happens because mm -hmm. we just have no idea well if you're familiar with the league schedule, which I'm sure you guys are, maybe some of the listeners aren't, you play the Eastern Conference teams, which were in the Eastern Conference, home and away every year. Um, and those trips are relatively close, so you'll usually leave the day before the game, take a flight, get there the night before, um, and then play the next day, and then usually come back the day after. But you also play 
um, every Western Conference team one time, um, and you rotate each year where you play um, at that game. Portland home, or I'm sorry, away where we played them at home last year. And we usually leave two days before to give us more time for acclimation because there's a three-hour time difference. So we have left two days before. We don't play till tomorrow. We got in yesterday afternoon. Uh, it's been a bit of a whirlwind. Um, but then the morning, uh, the day before the game, is usually kind of an acclimation, eat, get back onto a sort of a normal schedule, train in the afternoon. We do have a good amount of free time, so it's nice to explore some of the new cities, walk around. Uh, we always stay in downtown regions, so to kind of pop around and get a feel for the city is really fun. Uh, and then we'll have training this afternoon and, and then a team dinner, and then everybody's kind of back onto their, you know, pregame routine. And then by tomorrow, everyone's really just laying low and, and preparing for the 7.30 kickoff. I believe it's 7.30, but yeah, the evening kickoff. Uh, so Adam, you said there about that like, you stay downtown. You like to explore the city a bit. Are there any uh, like how strict are the rules in what you can do? Like, I mean, I know you're not going to a bar or anything, but <laughs> no. uh, are you are you just right? You've got to stick to these areas, or can you explore a bit? Yeah, well, we have a, a pretty strict schedule, but um, the nice thing about getting in a couple days early is that there's going to be blocks of you know two, three, four hours in between, maybe a breakfast and a lunch or. Uh, a team meeting and uh, you know treatment or whatever it may be. So in those blocks, because you know we can walk so many different places, being in the downtown region, it's pretty flexible. And I think it's good for guys to get out, stretch their legs, kind of get their mind off of things. Because by the time the night before the game comes, everybody really starts to narrow in. And then the day of the game, you're sitting around the hotel all day, essentially just resting, um, getting ready. So the day before the game, when we're at a new city. It's a lot of just kind of casual walking around, maybe popping into some different stores, coffee shops. It's a good way to bond with the boys as well, you know, to, to go out, maybe grab a coffee and just have a bit of banter, hang out for an hour or so, and then come back, take a nap, and, and get ready for the next thing on the schedule. Uh, so um, bearing that in mind then, where's the, where's the best city that you've visited whilst uh, playing, you know, like uh, having an away game? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. I think... What I've come to appreciate with this MLS travel is how different uh, a lot of the cities are. I think this is actually my first time in Portland. Um, and then earlier this year was uh, my first time traveling to Seattle as well. So I think the Pacific Northwest is just such a, a unique part of the United States. Um, I was actually really thrilled to be here in Portland because it's my first time here and I hear such great things. Uh, I would also say Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, such a unique city. It's just got such beautiful... Um, natural landscape so it's crazy to go from like a new york city where you're in manhattan to like a salt lake city where you're in just this vast outdoor natural beauty um it, it really is a special league just to be able to travel around the country and go to these different cities so i do enjoy going to a place like salt lake city just because it is so so different because so many of the the players kind of get traded fairly fairly easily, there's a lot of to and in, to and from in in MLS. When you fly out to Portland, for example, do you sort of scour the team and be like, right, does anyone is anyone going to know the good places to go? Is there going to be a resident Portland expert on the team? Do you kind of <laughs> do you all kind of like uh, sort of exchange notes on places? Uh, a bit, yeah. I think we're we're fortunate here in Orlando. We have such a good blend of you know newer guys to the league, some guys coming from USL, some veterans, some international players. So we have guys like Will Johnson, who's been in this league for God knows how long, and and he's played for so many different teams. He's played for Salt Lake. He's played for Portland. So he played for Portland for for many years. Won an MLS Cup with Portland. So 
you immediately go to those guys, you know, who you know have either traveled here many times or have played here and just ask them, all right, where am I going for dinner? And they'll give you five recommendations. So it is nice to have that as a resource when you go to these different cities, because otherwise you're just kind of figuring it out on your own and you might not enjoy it as much. So it is cool to have some of these veterans who have been, you know, they've seen the growth of the league. They've traveled to these cities year after year after year. Um, and they have a good idea of you know what each city has to bring, and they kind of give it to some of us new guys to the league, which is great to have. See, that's really interesting. I know it maybe seems like a bit of a stupid question, but obviously being here in the UK, we're we're watching. You know, Henry's team is Bolton, mine's Norwich. An away game is nowhere near like what the away games that that you go on. So you just sort yeah. of you go for the day, you get there you, on the coach, you get off the coach, go to watch the game, and go home again. So the whole mm-hmm. thing is is totally different. Um, with with you being um, in, in Portland right now on this away trip, and me being you know a massive Orlando fan, you just have to excuse me. Who's the nearest Orlando City player to you right now in proximity? <laughs> um, I currently, because I had no idea what to expect on this podcast, I isolated myself. <laughs> you know, I, got, I, got, I got away from everyone because I didn't want anybody coming in like, yo, what's going on over there? Who are you speaking with? <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt the podcast. So no one right now, but I am about to go meet up with, with Will Johnson because we're going to go to the Adidas executive store because um, Adidas and Nike have their North American uh, headquarters here in Portland. You save a couple of penalties in a penalty shootout, and now you're going to the executive Adidas store. (laughs) You've changed. (laughs) Everyone's saying that. No matter what I do, it's you've changed. That's all I've been getting the last week. Nothing's changed. I promise you guys that. (laughs) Um, I promise we'll we'll let you go, but we can't do that without talking about the the team as a whole. What's a a good season going forward for Orlando? Do, Do Orlando have to make the playoffs this year to have a good season, or can this US Open Cup... Uh, run be be seen as a massive positive i think yeah i think both of them are so we've put so much stock in both of those things um i think if there's if there's an open cup win and we don't go to the playoffs it still feels like a a, a, a not as successful of a season as we would have wanted that being said if we do win the open cup and don't make the playoffs i think we're showing everybody how much progress we've made and I think you can tell in the way we play and the way that we fight that this is a different brand of football. It's a different group of guys um, that I think the fans can be really proud of. So um, this is a tricky league. There's so much parity. Um, but our goal is to get to the playoffs, and we truly believe if we get to the playoffs, we can beat anybody in this league. So um, a successful season is, yeah, achieving that goal that you know so many Orlando City teams you know over the past five years or so since the club's inception hasn't been able to achieve and we we pray that we're the the first team to do it and then obviously this open cup run um, means so much to the club and means so much to us um, us players we have so much stock in both of those things so i think i think the fans will be the judge of it i think we are going to leave it all out on the pitch every game we play in and and the results it's football you never know sometimes but um, we're going to leave it all out there and, and the results we hope come and, and then the success comes you know, from those results. Well, Adam, I mean, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. I, as an Atlanta fan, it, I, I say this through gritted teeth, but... <laughs> Best of luck for the rest of the season. You don't mean that. <laughs> and this is one I don't mean. Best of luck I... for the semi-finals. 
Thank you for that disclaimer. I appreciate you saying it anyway. <laughs> Adam, do you do you you've been you've been the cup goalkeeper? Do you get the start automatically against Atlanta, or is it up in the air still? Um, you, you don't take a day for granted in this game. You guys know that, I'm sure. Um, you know, all I can do is work hard every single day and 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 pray that the gaffer looks favorably upon that. And and he has so far. And in terms of the Open Cup. Um, you know, team selection. So I just pray that that continues and I'm just going to keep working hard every day and I'll be prepared if my name's called. I think we all, uh, I think we all want to see you between the sticks for the, I think, I think you've, I think you've earned that at least. Um, Adam, I want to be in there big time guys. So <laughs> yeah. I hope so too. Um, Adam, as an Orlando city fan, it means the world that, that you've come on the show. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Go and get the win. And uh, Cheers, guys. I can't wait to wind Henry up when we get to that final. <laughs> it's going to be a fun one. I appreciate it. Guys. <laughs> Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. There we go. Thank you, Adam Greenwich, for joining us on the MLS UK Show episode Get 50. Him! Yeah, through very gritty teeth that was that I uh, wished <laughs> them luck. Um, but we, uh, yeah, we're very excited to have him on. He was he's such a nice guy. Very exciting news that we've actually got more players coming up in the next few episodes mm. as well. So uh, make sure you follow at MLS UK Show on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook to find out who's going to be joining us in the next few weeks. Yes, exciting times. Okay, so a few weeks ago on the MLS UK Show, you may remember that we asked a question during our Why Do They feature where we asked questions that either that people have sent in to us or our friends have asked us or we want to know ourselves. Uh, just about the quirky things in MLS. So one of the questions was, why did they never kick off on time? Because they'll schedule a match to be midnight mm. and it'll kick off at nearly one o'clock. So annoying. So we never really got an answer for this. But luckily, uh, our friend James, who runs, who does the podcast DC United Kingdom, uh, he has got a bit of an answer for us. So uh, DC United Kingdom is one of the podcast blogs kind of things that fall, falls under the MLS UK uh, hashtag, which you can see on Twitter. So he asked DC United's resident commentator, Dave Johnson, this question, why do we never kick off on time? And here's the answer he got. The short answer, simple answer, probably television, because they want to, you know, come on the broadcast and, and get some commercials in a quick pregame and, and, yep. and get going. So it's 808 or it's or it depends on who the broadcaster is. It, it could be, you know, adjusted. Uh, to a to a different window. So and that's that's something across all sports. I'll give you an example that's pretty mm. uniform. In the NBA, if if it says seven o'clock on the schedule, the actual tip off uh, is is uh, seven ten. So I guess you know um, it's not that we're we're looser. It's it's it, it's structured, but it's obviously advertising a, an eight oh eight time or an eight thirteen time. Yeah. It's not as clear as in as saying just eight o'clock so there is that yeah. delay but the funny thing is that uh we've always said with with american crowds sometimes you could it doesn't matter what time you advertise they're still going to be a little bit slow arriving and and <laughs> you, you know because that's always a trick to get them in the seats and through traffic and, and all that kind of stuff so as you can uh, hear there um we have got a bit of an answer it's mm. basically combination of a lot of things yeah but it's an american thing it's what we do so just live with it kind of thing uh so thanks james for asking that for us uh if you've got a question that you'd like answering then get in touch with us it's uh henry or elliot at mls.show there are email addresses don't put r in we've explained Hen this before. yeah somebody messaged us going oh, i tried to email henry or elliot at mls.show and it didn't work <laughs> uh so if you've got a question that you have been wondering about mls and you want to find out the answer to get in touch 
And uh, if you do get the chance, uh, make sure you check out the uh, DC United Kingdom podcast. Uh, it's very, very good. There's some very good guests on there. And obviously, if you are a DC United fan, it's a must listen. Uh, this brings us nicely onto a brand new feature we've called mm. Fan versus Fan. Dun, 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 dun. Ahead of the LA Derby, we got in touch with uh, two LA uh, fan accounts that uh, are from the UK. They fall under the MLS UK hashtag, actually. Mm. Uh, so we've got UK LAFC, which is run by Matt, who has been on the podcast before. Yep. And Galaxy History, which is run by a guy called Danny, who's never been on the show before. So uh, what we did, we got them on the phone at the same time, and we had a bit of a, bit of a battle, a friendly battle. So who's better, LAFC or LA Galaxy? Here's what happened. The MLS UK Show. Welcome to the MLS UK Show. It's Henry, and uh, I'm delighted to say this is a first on the podcast. We've got fans from different teams who are going to try and battle it out ahead of the big LA derby at the weekend. We've got Matt from UK LAFC, and we've got Danny, who runs the Galaxy History page on social media. Guys, how are you doing? Great, thanks. Matt, you've been on the uh, the show before, so we already know your past and your history and why you support LAFC, but Danny, this is the first time you've joined us. To just uh, pardon the pun, but give us your Galaxy history. What's brought you to support Galaxy? <laughs> well, I I went on holiday to Florida in 96 with my parents and my brother and sister, and being English, we went, you know, that's the one destination you go. We picked a game over there because everywhere we go, we sort of pick a, a football game to go to. So we went to Tampa Bay Mutiny versus the Galaxy. Galaxy lost, but Kobe Jones scored a hat-trick. And I'd already known Kobe Jones from when he was at Coventry because I'd seen him play against Norwich. And, um, yeah, just picked them then. That was it. And went over as many times as I could. So, yeah, um, the TV coverage back then was no good. We had, uh, if you lived up north, you had Channel 5, they had highlights, but down here, we didn't pick it up. So it was mostly just for the first few, first sort of three or four years, it was just reading whatever was in the newspapers here. And I got the LA Times sent over to my news agents as often as I could. Um, yeah. And then in 2003, it started being uh, televised nationally on NASN, I don't know if you remember that, it turned into Satanta and uh, ESPN America, I think. Well, what was it like for you then? Because you've followed them for, for so long, like the majority of Galaxy fans in this country will probably follow them since David Beckham played. Like, what was it like yeah. for you when Beckham actually signed for the Galaxy? Oh, it, was, it was massive, really, because you had the, not just for the Galaxy, but MLS the highlight there was highlight shows shown on tv um you could actually buy jerseys in the shops you know because before that you know didn't even really have mail order from from there to here so it was you could only really buy them when you went there just the coverage of the league i mean you could talk to people about you know before that if you said that you're a galaxy fan they just wouldn't know who you're talking about um and then obviously everyone knew it was in the news where they they toured you know the world everyone sort of you know, the, the year they signed him and then they went they went over to, you know, Asia and Australia and it gave you more of a, more people to talk to basically because it was a pretty lonely world before that. 
So, moving uh, back then towards uh, 2019, uh, Matt, this is where I'm going to bring you in. Sorry to do this to Danny, but Matt, you must be having uh, <laughs> the time of your life so far this season. What a what a season it's been. Yeah, yeah I, I did not expect it, no. Um, when I, I remember talking to you at the start of the season and um, you asked how confident I was. I, was, I, I wasn't sure if we were going to... Like um, if we were going to win the supporters' shield and all that, but I would have taken the Open Cup. Whereas now that's been um, that's been taken away from us. So um, hopefully we've got all guns blazing for the league now. Yeah, well, I mean, with the Open Cup being taken from you, it's the, all, all right. We'll just win. We'll win the MLS Cup then. That's not a bad second, <laughs> is it? <laughs> the pro- the problem is, like, I, I, I still don't want to get carried away because I, uh, I think being an Albion fan has sucked all my. Um, my my um, hope hope out of football, so um, <laughs> I don't I don't really want to get carried away and say we're going to win it, but I feel that like it's ours to lose now, isn't it? I mean, what is it? Ten points clear at the top, and I know anything can happen in the playoffs, but you'd say that we are the team to to, to beat. Um, so, Danny, looking ahead to uh, well Friday evening's match, tell me what were your thoughts, uh, say six weeks ago, about playing LAFC, and and what are they like right now? Um, I was a bit more confident of a few months, a couple of months ago. I mean, I think the players are just going to f- falling out. You know, I think there's no strong leadership. Zlatan is not the right captain, at the, not the right leader at the moment for that for the players that are. You got the inexperienced ones that could do a guidance, but I think he wants everything on his plate. It's just not. It's not. You know, Ashley Cole did a, a better job last last year, and he's not really a natural captain. And I think and they look up to. They're looking up to someone, and he's not it. Um. So I just don't. It depends on what Zlatan turns up on the day, isn't it? Really. So it's, there, it's been like that. Is there anyone in the squad then that you would rather have as captain? Um. Yeah. See, Jonathan De Santos is is the obvious choice because he's you know he's one of the, the main stars. But personally, I'd like Steres as captain. But I don't know; it doesn't seem like it's the time to be experimenting too much. So it could be worth just. I think once the season's over and, and Zlatan's gone, then you need to start looking at which players you've got and who's the stronger characters. But I think for the rest of the season, it's going to just be what whatever Zlatan decides. You know, if he's if he's up for the game, if you know if he's up for the game on Friday we could win it if he's in the mood where he's not going to chase balls and he's waiting for everything then it could be a landslide uh, well matt i guess uh, for you normal situation if i was to say well would you if his uh, last time's not really doing it for galaxy would you have him for lafc i suppose you'd say yes but with the way you the, they've been playing and the so far this season you don't need him right <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> I do think with, with with that third DP spot, I do think we need another striker. But I'd I'd tend to stick with the mantra they've already got and go for the younger talent. I think I mean Slatan's great, but it's it's um, it's only a short term fix, isn't it? So uh, looking to Friday night, then uh, in it from an LAFC point of view, who are your match winners? Who are going to get you uh, your first? We need to remind you your first MLS win over the Galaxy because you've not done it yet. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know, and that's that's the problem, isn't it? It's if if we were playing any other team, I'd be overly confident, be like, yeah, it's going to be six one again, that kind of thing. But you can never tell with, against Galaxy, can you? I mean, look, at, I, I thought we were the stronger team last season, but we we just couldn't we couldn't finish the game against them. I'm going to say we'll get the win this time, though. 
Danny, if obviously uh, LA Galaxy struggling the last few weeks, uh, looking over LAFC, then um, are there any? If I had to ask you, what which player would you like to poach from? Uh, your local rivals is there anyone that stands <laughs> out or would you just take the whole team at the moment um, I wouldn't take any of them because you know they're tainted now <laughs> <laughs> they can they can stay where they are <laughs> uh, right well before I get you to do predictions on the weekend then this is what I'm I'm going to give you both 15 seconds right and in that 15 seconds if there's anyone out there who's listening to the show who's looking for an MLS team to follow I want you both to uh, I mean it may be a bit difficult at the moment for you Danny but uh, I want you to try and <laughs> promote your team so I tell you what let's go Matt you can go first uh, so I'm going to give you 15 seconds I'll let you know when the, when your time's up why should we support LAFC uh, well, if you're new to MLS, then what's better than supporting a newer team as well? It's Galaxy might have been around since '96, because so they love to spout off about that all the time on Twitter. But if you if you're new to the league, then get on board with the new team, and you only have to look at the league table at the minute to see that it's exciting football. Okay, well, I'll give you a bit longer than 15 seconds there, but uh, very good. Okay, so uh, Danny, right, I'm going to give you a similar amount of time. If there's anyone who uh, hasn't got a team yet and you want them to join the Galaxy like you, why should they do so? Well, they're the greatest team in MLS. They've won more cups than anyone else. They're more exciting. They get better players. They get players that are known throughout the world. LAFC have failed before. They failed <laughs> when they were Chivas USA. They'll fail again and they'll come back again. So stick with the original who just see all the other teams through. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> right, well, uh, is, so who had the sweepstake on 10 minutes before Chivas got mentioned? <laughs> <laughs> Just before you go, then, uh, I want a prediction for, for Friday night from you both. What's going to happen? 2-1 Galaxy on the field. I think we're going to... The, the Both clubs will get points taken off them for fighting in the stands. <laughs> LAFC <laughs> and Galaxy will be bottom of the table because of their 100-point deduction. Um, well, um, <laughs> if that actually happened, Elliot would be fuming because Orlando wouldn't go up any places, would they? So they'd still struggle <laughs> to make the playoffs. Uh, Matt, what about you? I'm saying 3-2 to LAFC. Right, OK. Well, I, I, I kind of hope, in terms of the amount of goals, I hope you're both right because, uh, yeah. you know, it is MLS. <laughs> we want goals. Thanks for joining us on the show, guys. Um, best right, of luck. Best of luck for oh, Friday. Cheers. Thank you. Um, I, well, I, I tell you what, I'll sit in the middle and I'll say it'll be a 1-1 one, one draw again. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Yeah, so the LA Derby returns. It's obviously, even in its recent history, got so much drama, including these big Zlatan moment, the moment Zlatan arrived in MLS. And uh, I, love that, I love that there's going to be so many people in the UK because there's so many people now interested in it that are going to be up late watching this LA Derby. Yeah, I'm so happy that it's on like a Friday night or mm. Saturday morning because it just means that, you know, it'd be such a shame it was on in midweek. One of them last season was on in midweek. Yeah. And I remember it being an amazing first half. I think it was 1-1. I think it finished 1-1, but it was 1-1 at half time and I was like... Oh. You just want to go to bed. I want to go to bed. I've got to get work in the morning, but I want to watch this game. So, yeah, so excited for this game. But... um 
you know, I think uh, Danny's right to be a bit nervous ahead of this one. Yeah, thank you to UK LAFC and Galaxy History for joining us. Uh, as Henry said, another two uh, fan accounts uh, here, based here in the UK that fall under the MLS UK umbrella. You can check out our hashtag, hashtag MLS UK, and you'll get all of the MLS content that's coming from the UK all in one place. Right. Shall we continue our game? Yeah, I forgot about this. What is it this week? Um, so... We came up with the game of The Price is Right, where it's basically Henry having to guess higher or lower. Uh, but because we had the game with the changing name, I thought oh, it'd be really good if every game we do has a changing name. Um, so I think we started with Jamal Campbell, Price is Right. Then uh, it was Jack, Price is Right. And then this one. This is the best one. This I, is the one. I kind of think we should keep this one. Yeah, I kind of agree, it's hard to think of some. And no one's really helping us out with it. So let's play a game of... Jason Christ is Right! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> okay, so um, with the uh, transfer window currently open, I thought it would be good to play a game of uh, Jason Christ is Right using the big players in MLS and their current price tags. Okay, so this is on what, Transfer Market, is it? Yeah, TransferMarks.com. Yeah. Um, they're up-to-date transfer uh, tags for uh, some of the biggest players in MLS. Okay. okay. Uh, so I'll give you the first one. Wayne Rooney is, uh, of course, at DC. Yeah. Doing very, very well. Second in the East. Uh, he, as DC United captain in MLS, is worth £5.4 million. This is in pounds, by the way. Okay, cool. Higher or lower than Rooney at £5.4 million is Nico Gaitan of Chicago Fire. No, it's tough. I want to point out that most of these I won't agree with because I think MLS gets undervalued. Mm. I think a lot of the players will be worth a lot more. I think it's going to be less. Correct. 4.5 million. Not enough, but okay. Higher or lower than Gaitan at 4.5 million, Josie Altidore. Oh, this is tough. I'm going to say more. He's not. He's oh. 3.6 mil. Still, not enough. Higher or lower, Diego Rossi. More, definitely. 7.2 million. There we go. Congratulations. Higher or lower than Rossi, 7.2 mil, Joseph Martinez. More, definitely. Not even, I don't even need to think about it. Best player in the league, so more. You're correct, it's 9 million. <sighs> Still. <laughs> 9 million? Yeah. Higher or lower, than Joseph Martin. Are you ready? Right. Higher or lower than Joseph Martinez, who's nine mil. Yeah. Zlatan Urbimovic. <laughs> you get what? You're getting a year max out of Ibra? So less. 3.1 mil. There we go. Might take him at Norwich for 3.1 mil. <laughs> no, get yeah, him back in the Prem. Yeah. Higher or lower than Zlatan at 3.1 mil? Luciano Acosta. More. It Ooh. is, but not by a lot. It's 5.4 mil. Ah, uh, yeah. Going off what you've said so far, far around 5 mil for Acosta. Okay. So higher or lower than Acosta, Barco, Atlanta United. Uh, well, because Barco's moved for mm-hmm. more, I'm going to go more. 7.2 million. You're on a roll here. You've got yeah. everyone right. PT Martinez. Higher or lower than 7.2 mil. My personal opinion, yeah. he should be a lot less <laughs> than Barco. Mm-hmm. However, I think on this, he'll be more. 13.5. Oh. That was tough, though. It's it's tough because you don't really, I don't know, because they, they don't tend to move or the the prices, you know, don't get publicised yeah. a lot, so it's difficult. Congratulations, Henry Hewitt is the winner on this week's The Crisis Right. The MLS UK Show. Right, 
we normally do five things you may have missed in MLS this week. However, with the transfer window open, mm. uh, it's going to be uh, Elliot that's doing it. And it's five, what, trades? Five transfers you may have missed? Yes. Um, can you, do you want to do the numbers? Shall we mix it up a bit? Okay. Because right. it's episode 50. I have got a bit of a cough. This studio isn't helping. Okay, go on. One. <laughs> <laughs> One. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Henry's available for voiceover work. I've got four more to do yet. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> so just smoked a cigar. And, yeah, what po- at what point did they remove your voice box? <laughs> Come on, try again. <laughs> <laughs> I want the pressure now. <laughs> okay, uh, in at number one, it has to be uh, Gustav Bau. Joining New England Revolution, scores on his debut, amazing volley from a corner, what a hit. Yeah, bow in the presence of greatness, that's what I say. Oh, I can't top that. You know, I do love Kanye West as a music artist. Because right now, that's for Satanist. Um, okay, go on. <laughs> oh, God. <coughs> Sorry. Two. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know those old women who have like (laughs) smoked all their lives? It's like one of those, but that's on like helium. (laughs) Two. (laughs) Um, Number two is Columbus Crew's replacement for Zach Steffen, Eloy Room. Yes. Um, Really, really excited to see what he's got to offer because um, they're just used to having Zach Steffen. And I think um, with Kempin and Bendit kind of tussling for the number one spot and it, let's be honest they're al- it's almost like one of them's like no you have it no you have it yeah, no, yeah. neither of them want it neither of them have been very good um, so excited to see what he, what he can do he's won the Dutch title uh, 160 appearances in the Dutch league as well so a lot of experience coming um, I think it's going to be a big signing three Robin Lodd strange name yeah, uh, but he's joined Minnesota. He's a left winger, uh, and I think Minnesota very much one of those teams that uh, you'll agree have have progressed every single year. Mm. Um, ever since they joined MLS at the same time as Atlanta United, of course, in their expansion season, uh, I think they're starting to look really deadly on the attack. And this is another piece to the puzzle. Yeah, well, famously now last season I said uh, their attack can be as good as Atlanta's. Mm. And, and now Atlanta have got Justin <laughs> Miram, so I think they've probably overtaken them if anything. Omar Gonzalez returns to MLS. Uh, Former Galaxy defender, has signed with Toronto, uh, made his debut the other day as well Mm -hmm. in their 2-0 win over Montreal. Uh, Really solid. I like these kind of signings. You know what you're getting. He's very, very experienced. He knows the league. It's not going to take him long to settle in. He kind of, the nuances of of MLS, all these weird things that players have to get used to. He knows the drill. And he comes in and he's done a solid job already. Um, so he's he's definitely in my top five. Five. Mo Adams. Yes, friend of the show. And now he's an Atlanta player. Fro- so happy. Yeah, Mo Adams joins Atlanta United as part of a uh, TAM deal, 100K. Mm-hmm. A lot of Chicago fans very unhappy, quite quite rightfully. Uh, Mo was the first guest on uh, of, of season two on the MLS UK show. You can go and have a listen back to that. Um we asked him about these these trades. When you're in MLS, it seems like instead of just seeing out your three or four year contract, you could end up absolutely anywhere and you don't really have a lot of say in it. So uh, we put it to him 
Um, and uh, I think it was Henry that asked the question. Here's what he had to say. A fellow rookie, John Bacero, who was actually my roommate, got traded six months into his rookie season to Toronto. He, you know, we, we were actually, funnily enough, you know, a week before he got traded, we were thinking, man, this league is pretty crazy. Like, there's a lot that could happen without expecting, so you can't get too comfortable sometimes. And all of a sudden, he got traded. So it's, uh, it's definitely more uh, that goes on than maybe back home in England where players, you know, kind of run their contracts, whether it's a five-year deal or whatever it is. But here it's just like... You know, you got to make the most of uh, the opportunity given because it could be, you know, taken away from you quickly. So there you go, and and that's what happened. Mo ended up at Atlanta United, and a couple of hours later, was sitting on the bench and made his made his debut. I mean, what a life! You know, he to be fair to Mo Adams when he discussed this, like he was playing in what in the uh, he had the trials at Blackburn and yeah. Derby and stuff like that, and he's gone over to the US and. The guy's just made a move from Chicago, which is a great city, to Atlanta, another yeah. great city. Like, what a life. Right, the time has come. For weeks, every single episode, we do predictions. And we noticed that I hadn't really been counting up <laughs> who's been getting them right or who's been getting them wrong until now. To celebrate episode 50, I have uh, listened to our last 10 episodes when we've done predictions to the start of the season and I now know who is in the lead out of me and you. Because last year, I, I trounced you last year. Yeah, but those we- those weeks where I clawed it back, you weren't interested. Oh, I'll do it another time. I'll do yeah, it yeah. I'll do it later. That's why I've been suspicious of you this year. Okay, well, highlights include episode six, you got 60 points. Woo-hoo! That was tough to listen to because um, what we do, we do predictions every week. If you get 10 points, if you get a correct score, five points, if you get a correct outcome. For example, if you said Atlanta would beat Houston 5-0, you'd get 10 points. If you said Atlanta would beat Houston 2-0, you'd get 5 points. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know who's in the lead? There has been, I need to say, three weeks where we've got the same score. So we've been draws. <sighs> okay, so even if you are now in the lead, I should take comfort from the fact, much like Orlando, after a terrible year last year, I'm in recovery. You're in recovery. Um, the last two weeks, we've drawn. Really? Yeah. And the score is, overall, Elliot 5, Henry 3. Yes! Come on! Get in! Get so, in! So, knowing this now... Woo! I am on. I'm on going for it now. Yeah. No more messing about. Get in! No more predicting that... I think I predicted a 10-0 scoreline one week. No more messing. This means business. I need to claw this back. I ain't losing. Can I've I... already lost one bet so far this season. I ain't losing another one. Can I just come... <laughs> I forgot about that. Can I just come clean about something as well? Go on. So there's an Orlando um, Orlando City UK prediction league uh, where we all submit our guesses and um, predictions for the for the games for that week. And often I'll do mine after we've recorded the podcast. So we kind of carefully go through all the games on this podcast and we do our predictions and we kind of talk through why we've selected well. When I do when I do the um, ones written down that I submit for the group, I can't remember what I've said on the podcast. <laughs> so I submit two completely different sets of results. So I clearly have no like proper thought process behind yeah. it whatsoever. And that's the secret. Yes! Right, with that in mind, let's do predictions for this weekend in MLS. Uh, There are two matches tonight as we record this. I'm just going to say DC United and Portland won. 
Um, <laughs> okay, maybe uh, since you have a chance, but Portland will win. Right, first game. LA Galaxy versus LAFC. This is on Saturday morning at 3 o'clock. I need to say, first of all, I may have said 1-1 when speaking to Matt. Oh, changing your mind? He, okay, yeah. But when I spoke to Matt and Danny, I said 1-1 just to sit on the fence. My real prediction <laughs> is that LAFC will win 3-1. I'm going 2-0. LAFC. Um, now, moving on to Sunday morning. Well, it's Saturday night, Sunday yeah. morning. Uh, half 12 in the morning, uh, Columbus Crew versus Montreal Impact. Surely, surely... Columbus need to win this game. I don't think they do though. I don't think they as in I don't think they will. I th- I think I think they they lose again 2-1 Montreal. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to go for the crew. They've got to turn it around at some point. <sighs> this is why you're losing. <laughs> I'm going to go 1-0 to the crew. Philadelphia versus Chicago. Can't see past Philly here. They they need to get back on it. Um the gap's starting to open up to LAFC and they need to close that down I'm going for 3-1 Philly I think it'd be a draw I think it'd be 1-1 Toronto versus Houston Dynamo Houston away I I never predict that Houston will win when they're away from home Uh, Toronto will win this they bang in form and it'll be 3-1 2-0 Toronto half one SKC versus FC Dallas SKC won the last two so they've picked up a bit Two all draw. I think they'll win again, SKC. I think they're too good to be down at the bottom. So I reckon it'll be 2-0. This next game really interests me, actually. Uh, Colorado at home to NYCFC. Now, NYCFC, <laughs> apart from, of course, the obvious loss against Orlando. Well, it's not really. It was a penalty I loss. think we need to mention that more on this podcast. Um, more of a draw. <laughs> <laughs> um, NYCFC really on a, on a run of form in MLS. And I kind of feel like Colorado's tough. They pull out these results. Mm. But I think I think NYCFC will do the job here. A slender 1-0 win. I really, I don't know where to go with this, so I'm going to sit on the fence. I'm just going to say a draw. I'm going to say 2-2. Okay. RSL uh, obviously put a lot of goals past Philly. Yeah. Can they do it again against Minnesota? Um, I always trust RSL at home. Minnesota have been great this season, really good, but I just feel RSL with a home advantage. Um, and you know what? If Adam Grimwish says it's a really nice place to go, <laughs> I'm going to uh, go with RSL to win. So I'm going to say it'll be it's close, though. I think it'll be 3 2. I'm going 1 0. Vancouver Whitecaps versus San Jose Earthquakes. This is 3 a.m. Easy win, San Jose, 2-0. You know what, Vancouver pull out surprise results every now and again, especially at home, so I think it'll be, I think 1-0 to Vancouver. Big game this, Atlanta United versus DC United. Um, I'm going to say 2-2, I think DC will, will, I think DC are a good side, but I don't think Atlanta will lose. I think Atlanta win this, I'm going 3-2. FC Cincy versus New England Revolution. Mm. But surprisingly, both teams are in form. I didn't think I'd say that. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, 2-1 New England. I think I've said a lot of draws today, but I'm going to go 1-1. Just because, again, it's 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 two sides. It's tough to call, really. Um, 
New England, I'd, I'd probably sway with New England Revolution, but I'm going to go 1-1. Okay. Off the back of their win away at Portland, will Orlando <laughs> continue at home against New York Red Bulls? Well, we know that um, Clashton will score. He only seems to do yeah. well against the New York teams. Um, I think because they're, Orlando are playing on Thursday night, so presumably two days recovery is not enough. O'Connor's going to rotate here, so I reckon Red Bulls will get the win. I'm going to go 2-0. Red Bulls just seem to be clicking. They they got the win in the uh, in the Hudson River Derby last weekend. Even though I must say, New York City game of two halves. There that first half they were yeah. great, but um, and obviously we've not spoke about the second goal. But you can imagine we we would have to do a whole other podcast <laughs> to talk about that spin off. Um, I'm going to go Red Bulls to win. I think it'll be I think three one. Okay, and can they bounce back from their loss? Portland Timbers are away in a Cascadia clash against Seattle Sounders. Seattle Sounders, fresh off the uh, Brucey Dortmund game. Yeah. Um, At the moment, personally, and this is coming off Seattle beating Atlanta as well, I think Seattle are are smashing it at the moment. I think they're on bang on farm. Uh, so I think this episode of Cascadia will be won by Seattle. I'm going to go, be close though, I think 2-1. I was going to go 2-1 as well, so I'll go 2-0 to make it interesting. Uh, right, that's it for episode 50. One more thing to do. Uh, I suppose we're going to have to reveal who the game with the changing name player is, even though Elliot basically just announced it. Yeah, but I'm just so happy because I'm never really that good at this. Uh, Charlotte, who sent it in, you're going to have to do a lot. You're going to have to do better next time. It's going to have to be a lot harder. It's because Elliot got it after <laughs> 10 seconds. Um, if you want to send them in, by the way, uh, tweet us at MLS UK Show, but make sure you DM us because obviously... Or DM one of us privately. We'll, we'll then... You know, the other person won't see it then. Yeah. Uh, so this player started his career at Chelsea. He only played four games from... Uh, he went to Hamburg, Nottingham Forest. And in 2018, he signed for New England Revolution. Who's the player? Michael Mancian. Yes, Michael. captain of New England Revs. Michael Ian Mancian, his middle name. Been out with a knee injury, not seen him in a while. <laughs> uh, right, so that's it for episode 50. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll be back next time with another MLS player on the show. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MLS UK Show to check out who it is. I need to say that, yes, I have been getting the tweets from Orlando fans. Chris Mueller did score. I am now having to wear a purple shirt to Orlando City Stadium or whatever you're calling it nowadays. Uh, Exploria Stadium, let's get it right. Uh, when I, I don't go... call it the Atlanta Stadium, do I? <laughs> when I go and watch uh, Orlando versus New England Revolution in September, um, I have actually got the purple shirt. I will post a picture at some point in the next week. Is there an Orlando badge on it? Yeah, there is an Orlando badge on it. <laughs> Epic. Can't wait for this. Cannot wait. Mueller's done it twice since as well. Since we recorded that episode, Nanny to Mueller's happened twice. Well, it won't be happening when I watch him, I tell you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to episode 50. I can't believe that this thing that we started, um, this little idea that we had when we were messaging about a rubbish New York City game at Yankee Stadium has turned into this, where we're chatting to actual real-life professional soccer players but thank you so much for listening and for uh, making it as big and as successful as it is thank you very much we will be back with episode 51 next week and for the 50th time see ya Sports Social Podcast Network